After losing to the Maple Leafs in Toronto on Saturday night, the Boston Bruins are back in action tonight at home against the lesser Ontario team. They will host the Ottawa Senators, who have been uh, beset by some COVID issues. Let's get into all this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It is a game day. The Bruins will host the Ottawa Senators here tonight on Tuesday, November 9th. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, so please do smash that subscribe button. Uh, if you use Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, Carrier Pigeon, uh, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download listen and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. The podcast is also available on YouTube. So those watching would have already seen me uh, look back at our new cat, Bessie, who is just scratching our couch. She was a little mischievous last night and pulled a plant off the mantle as well. Uh, So you can get an inside look at my home office, living room slash dining room and all the fun stuff that goes on here during the day. So yes, let's get into today's episode. And like I said, the Bruins in action tonight at home against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, We're going to preview that as well as take a look at the Atlantic Division power rankings. Now a couple news and notes from uh, Monday's practice where it looks like Jack Stanika could get his first look on the wing this season uh, tonight. The 22-year-old has suited up for three games so far, uh, centering the second line and the fourth line. Third line's been a bit uh, slow offensively to start the year, so Bruce Cassidy, considering a little different look, putting Stanika on the right side with Eric Howla and Jake DeBrusque. Uh, They're going to make a decision this morning. Uh, Maybe a different flavor there with Curtis Lazar back where he started on the fourth line. Uh, that would put Carson Kuhlman out of the lineup for the time being. Cassidy said Kuhlman has done a nice job, what they've asked of him, but sometimes a different type of player might help the line get going. Uh, Stanika saw most of his time with the Bruins at wing last season, but they believed that he was best suited playing his natural center position coming into this year. Uh, He does think he's more equipped to succeed at the wing at this stage of his career. Uh, he said the learning curve last year was a, was an issue, but he's worked with the assistant coaches a lot in practice, certain situations, taking pucks off the wall. He's a lot stronger this year. That was a big storyline in the summer. Uh, so board battles should hopefully go in his favor. He said, obviously, you want to be a guy who's in the lineup every game. To be able to do that, you have to separate yourself somehow. When you're watching from the press box, you just try to learn, pick up on things, and when your name is called, hopefully you're up to the task and things go well. 
Now, Nick Foligno was slated to begin the season on that third line right wing spot. He has been out since the second game of the season in Philadelphia, uh, but he could be ready to return to the lineup on Thursday. Uh, he has been uh, recovering from an upper body injury, but head coach Bruce Cassidy said he's itching to get in. The medical team is looking at Thursday. It'll probably be a decision uh, this morning, how he responds after a full practice uh, on Monday, his first full practice wearing, uh, you know, or taking contact, regular skates. Uh, so the medical staff usually wants the team or the players to get through a night, make sure there's no ill effects. And uh, he's closer to Thursday than playing tonight. But it's possible they could change their mind and Stanika might be bumped from the lineup altogether. In terms of the goalie matchup, it will be Jeremy Swayman getting the start between the pipes uh, against the Senators after uh, Linus Olmark, yeah, led in a few uh, against Toronto on uh, Saturday. Now, from the Senators' perspective, they're coming into this one a uh, little worse for wear with some COVID uh, positive tests going through the lineup. Uh, Connor Brown and Dylan Gambrell were added to the COVID-19 protocol on Monday. They join uh, Austin Watson. Nick Holden and associate coach Jack Capuano, who were placed there on Sunday. Uh, DJ Smith, the head coach, said it's hard to pinpoint where the outbreak started uh, or how it started. Uh, they're not trying to put blame on anybody. Uh, they just want to get it handled and and move on. So, uh, yeah, they will be a bit shorthanded this uh, this evening, but they still will have. Most of their best players in the lineup. They're led in scoring by Drake Batherson. He's got five goals, seven assists for 12 points in 11 games. Uh, top center Josh Norris has nine points in 11 games. And of course, uh, Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, uh, Alex Formenton is very uh, speedy, Tim Stoitzel. Uh, they have some decent players that could uh, make some noise but they will be shorthanded and I'm not hundred percent sure of the starting goalie for Ottawa, but I believe Philip Gustafson was sent down to the AHL. He's been pretty much their best goalie this season. So far, Matt Murray might get the start. He's 0 and three with a 891 save percentage. So the Bruins should really try to take advantage of uh, his presence in the net for sure. Bruins scheduled to have their morning skate here on uh, Tuesday We'll get a bit clearer picture of who will exactly be in the lineup. Again, it looks like Sanika will start on the third line right wing, but it's possible that Felino could get in there. Swayman getting the start. Uh, Lazar bumped to the fourth line. No other changes in the top six or to the defensive pairings ahead of this one. Before we get into the Atlantic Division power rankings, today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. That means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The support means uh, so much, and I very much appreciate each and every download. 
if you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Now, Tuesdays here on Locked On Boston Bruins, I take a look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings to see where our, our Boston Bruins rank among uh, the eight Atlantic teams. It's also important to look at the Metropolitan Division right now because they really have a hold on the uh, wildcard spots as well. But first, let's focus on the Atlantic, where uh, let's start at the bottom, move our way up. Bottom team, without question, the Montreal Canadiens. They're 3-10 and 10 to start the season, a minus 19 goal differential. A lot of people are somewhat surprised about how they've started after advancing to the Stanley Cup final. But you have to remember, uh, Shea Weber is effectively retired with a number of injury issues. Uh, Philip Deneau, who's a very valuable center, uh, took off for L.A., uh, Yasperi Kotkaniemi is gone. He signed that offer sheet. And of course, Carey Price has been missing as he's been in the player assistance program. Now he is back, uh, but it will take some time to ease him back into the lineup. That will help for sure. Um, Jonathan Drouin, their leading scorer, also out after taking a puck to the head last week. So yeah, things not going well for the Canadians at all, which let's be honest, we don't really mind here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. But uh, we'll see if, you know, they make strides to improve and try to make a push for the playoffs, which kind of out of reach at the moment, or if they just uh, tank for uh, Shane Wright, who is lighting up the OHL at the moment and will be the number one pick at the 2022 draft. In seventh spot, I'm going to put the Ottawa Senators, our opponent tonight. They're 3-7-1 to begin the season. They've lost two in a row. A minus 12 goal differential and uh, very much still uh, building, maybe not rebuilding, but as many talented pieces as they have on the roster, they're still missing, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of quality players on the roster. And uh, the goaltending certainly hasn't been in their favor. Uh, Matt Murray, one of their highest paid players, uh, not getting it done at all, and uh, fingers crossed he gets the start tonight. Now this is where things get a bit tricky, and we start to look at uh, point percentage over uh, actual points earned. Boston sits sixth in the Atlantic at the moment with 10 points through nine games. But if we look at point percentage, there's a couple teams below them in the standings after a pretty uh, encouraging start for the Buffalo Sabres. They've uh, lost a few here, uh, including one to Boston last week. Uh, they're 5-5-2, five, five 12 points through 12 games, an even 500 point percentage, and a uh, zero goal differential, which is, uh, which is not bad. They're one of only three teams in the division without a negative goal differential. So maybe they should be up a bit. Maybe they should be up over Detroit, but Buffalo, yeah, we all expect them to be in the bottom three in the division, uh, maybe bottom four, uh, depending on how Detroit stacks up. They've uh, won two in a row. They look pretty good to start the season. They are uh, being boosted, certainly, by impressive rookie performances from Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. They're 6-5-2 and two right now, a 538 point percentage. Uh, minus five goal differential. You'd like to see that rise a bit. 
and they're certainly hindered by uh, one of their best players, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, not being vaccinated and therefore unable to play in games in Canada. Uh, they're four points ahead of Boston, but Boston has four games in hand. Uh, the Bruins are going to put it in fourth. They have a 556 point percentage, a minus one goal differential, five and four through uh, nine games. And like I said on the podcast yesterday, a real opportunity to pick up some points here this week with games against Ottawa tonight, uh, New Jersey on Saturday, Montreal on Sunday. The game against Edmonton will be a challenge for sure, but some winnable games here. And, and they need to, uh, you know, win these games against Metropolitan Division opponents as well. There's only, um, yeah, the Bruins right now would only be ahead of one team in the Metro when it comes to point percentage. They're behind uh, the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, the Capitals, Blue Jackets, Flyers, and Hurricanes. Uh, so right now, it's extremely early, but uh, the Bruins would be the outside looking in of the playoff picture with two Metropolitan teams uh, taking those wild card spots. Anyways, in terms of the Atlantic, Bruins in fourth. I'm going to put the Maple Leafs in third. Uh, they did lose last night to the Los Angeles Kings, but they had won uh, five in a row, I believe, prior to that, uh, including one against the Bruins. They're seven, five, and one through 13 games, a 577 point percentage. And uh, so, yeah, they look to be certainly one of the top three teams in the East, as we had expected coming into it. In uh, second, I'm going to put the. Tampa Bay Lightning, 6-3-2 through 14, oh, sorry, 4-14 points through 11 games. 6-36 save point percentage, I should say. Um, even zero goal differential. And, uh, yeah, they've had some losses, certainly, on the roster. Their whole third line from the Cup teams has disappeared, uh, but still strong, but not quite as strong as the Florida Panthers, who, once again, clearly number one in the division, despite losing last night to the New York Rangers. I believe they, uh, despite the loss had like a 91 to 37 shot attempt differential on the Rangers. And they came back from a four, nothing deficit to make it four, three, they're 10, one and one 21 points through 12 games, eight seventy five point percentage and a plus 21 goal differential. The only team in the Atlantic with a positive goal differential and it's 21 above uh, when it comes to possession numbers, they're clearly the best team as well. 55.73 shot attempt differential at five on five. Uh, when it comes to expected goals, which is kind of shot attempts and uh, shot quality, they rank 12th, 52.31. And this is an area of encouragement for the Boston Bruins. They rank second in expected goals at five on five in the NHL, 56.55. Uh, Boston's uh, shooting percentage, five on five, still a touch low, only 5.14, which is 31st in the NHL. So if you look at their expected goals compared to uh, how they're actually producing, hopefully that turns sooner than later and uh, those numbers match up. And uh, I think that could begin as early as tonight, that balancing out of things. So Florida, clearly the number one team in the division, but there is 
some encouragement when it comes to our Bruins. They're fifth in shot attempt differential, second in expected goals, and hopefully that uh, tide begins to turn here uh, beginning tonight against a very beatable Ottawa Senators team. Let me know what you think about the Atlantic Division power rankings. You can respond in the comments on YouTube, or you can uh, at me at Locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren on uh, on social media. Before we get into some news and notes from around the NHL, a quick word about Bet Online. They're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. They're your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. They also have you covered for hockey, of course. You can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's finish as we do with some news and notes from around the NHL and uh, some milestones reached last night. Alex Ovechkin uh, scored his 741st career goal, tying Brett Hall for fourth place on the all-time scoring list. Uh, He almost passed Hall, but it was, I believe, deflected in by Tom Wilson. Uh, So, yeah, very close to entering into sole possession of fourth. Uh, when it comes to goals scored. Uh, Jack Eichel, now a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, he's looking forward to his upcoming artificial disc replacement surgery and resuming his career with his new team. He expressed relief on Monday that he can put the past eight months behind him. He also believes his standoff with the Sabres over treatment for his injured neck could lead to change in the CBA. Uh, teams right now have the final say, when it comes to medical treatment for players, but perhaps that could change uh, with this, uh, yeah, Eichel stand and wanting to take his treatment into his own hands. Uh, In an interview with Rick Westhead of TSN on Monday, the mother of a former high school hockey player who was sexually assaulted by Brad Aldrich uh, said she was overcome with emotion watching Kyle Beach apologize to her son for not doing more to stop Aldrich from being removed from the game and potentially reoffending. Uh, I said on the podcast before, you know, Kyle Beach is the last person who should be apologizing. Uh, she thanked Kyle for filing a police report against Aldrich, who alleged, allegedly sexually assaulted Beach during his tenure with the Blackhawks in 2010. Aldrich was allowed to step down from his job at the Blackhawks with a positive reference from the team. He served as a volunteer high school coach four years later in Michigan and pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting the high school player who served, um, sorry, who uh, has been dealing with this since. Aldrich served nine months in jail. The player's mother was also rightfully furious with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman for saying the league needed more information before it would commit to providing uh, psychological counseling that it's providing for Kyle Beach to her son. She called on Bettman to retire, amen, accusing him of lacking empathy for kids and young players. 
If he needs more information, she said, I have a whole folder of it here for him to read. Uh, the player also filed a lawsuit against the Blackhawks. The two sides are in settlement talks through the club, and they're trying to have this, uh, sorry, though the club is trying to have the suit dismissed. Um, so, yeah, very disappointing reaction from uh, Gary Bettman through all this. He's kind of put on his lawyerly tone and uh, forgetting the humanity of it all, it seems. And it's uh, really disappointing to, uh, yeah, to see how to see how they have handled this situation. In other news, uh, what else is going on out there? Like I said, the Rangers ended Panthers season opening point streak at 11. The Bruins were the first team to um, take a point from the Panthers. And uh, yeah, Carey Price um, says he's many steps. Or no, the Canadians coach said Price is many steps away from uh, playing, but uh, hopefully uh, he is able to be back soon. I know might be controversial to say that as a Bruins fan, but he's uh, one of my favorite players, non-Bruins uh, in the NHL for sure. The Penguins uh, did a good thing recently. A uh, female goalie from a Pittsburgh area high school uh, was taunted um, very disgustingly by the opposing student section uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. The goalie and her teammates, who were all boys, were welcomed to the Penguins practice facility uh, the other day and uh, good on the Penguins for um, taking that step for showing this goalie that she is welcome in the game. Uh, Mike Sullivan, uh, sorry, Todd Reardon, who is serving as coach with Mike Sullivan in pro in COVID protocol said uh, he's extremely proud of the stance the Penguins have taken players uh, have reached out, tried to make a difference it's sad that the whole situation had to occur. This type of behavior is not appropriate at any time, let alone a hockey rink. And uh, he said he was aware of the situation. It was a real shame. No place for that type of behavior in the world, let alone in our sport of hockey. Hockey's way better than that. Uh, very discouraging to see. But again, good on the Penguins for stepping up. Mike Matheson uh, said... The message that they want to send to Emily, the goalie. Um, oh, sorry. The Emily Matheson, who, who is Mike Matheson's uh, wife, a gold medal uh, winner at the 2018 Olympics, uh, said the message that his wife tried to send her was to let her know that she wasn't alone. Uh, as much as it might not be fun to be in the spotlight, especially for something like that, an outpouring of people. Uh, willing to speak out and show that that wasn't right and have supported her. And, and hopefully that can continue in all areas of, uh, of hockey, not standing for those misogynistic comments, homophobic comments, or anybody uh, who acts like that to be around the game. That is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Again, the Bruins in action tonight against the Ottawa Senators. You can follow along at Locked NHL Bruins and at ENC McLaren for some uh, in-game tweeting. Finished the first two episodes of Yellowstone last night. Can't recommend that show enough. So good. And I'm excited for the prequel that's coming out as well as the spinoff, I guess. Uh, I didn't realize that the guy who created that show 
Uh, he is in the show as the horse trainer guy from Texas, and there's going to be a spinoff of that ranch. And uh, he's also one of the co-creators, I guess, of, of Sons of Anarchy, and he was the sheriff in that show the first seasons as well. So, wow, good on that guy for putting together such an impressive uh, resume of shows. Anyway, that's it. I hope you're all having a good week so far. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, your favorite team every single day. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap, and uh, maybe I'll open up the mailbag. If you have any questions, send those on in to Locked NHL Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Have a good one, friends.